Ocean.
And you're still listening, hopefully, to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, because we just began on CITR, F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes, it is the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. And who do we have in the studio right now? I'm hi, Roger Allen. Hello, Roger Allen. What are we doing today? Who are you first? Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? I'm yes. Ro- I'm Roger Allen. I'm on uh, your show right now for the 25th time. For the 25th <laughs> time? Many times you've been <laughs> on my times. show. Yeah, it's probably not And 25. today, what particularly are we doing? We're doing a show about shoegaze. What is shoegaze? What is shoegaze again? And I say the word again because many people have thought about shoegaze but haven't exactly mentioned shoegaze. Yeah, shoegaze is often thought of as sort of a derogatory, uh, I don't know, genre or term. But yeah, shoegaze was a short-lived musical movement that spawned from dream pop in England. And it was defined by a mixture of obscured vocals, guitar distortion, and feedback. The shoom... The shoom... The term shoegaze occurred in the British press, where reviewers were basically making fun of mopey band members staring down at their feet, but most bands insist they were actually just staring at their pedals. And we began with a shoegaze classic that prompted (laughs) a listener to phone up and say, this is shit! What exactly did we hear and what did we try to hear? Yeah, that, that was weird. I, I have that, that single. It has the right sticker but the wrong song, but that was the Beach Boys. and We didn't hear the Beach Boys. Yeah, we didn't hear them. Many... We tried to hear the Beach Boys. I'm not sure if the caller would have phoned up and said, this is shit to the Beach Boys, but <laughs> what, we, what would have we heard if we heard the Beach Boys, and why did we hear the Beach Boys? Yeah, that well, I have that single for the Beach Boys song, um, All I Want to Do, and uh, it it has many of the many of the influences that went on to be in. I mean, you can hear Panda Bear and Washed Away and Neon Indian contemporary sort of shoegazy bands, as well as uh, influences on Ride and, and and things like that. And in that song, there's a thing called perpetual rounds, where different people sing the same lyrics but at different times in the same melody, and it creates sort of a hypnotic loop loop. And that's one of uh, Shoegaze's characteristics, are repeated guitar washes creating a dreamlike state. And that was actually sung by Mike Love. So take that, Mike Love haters. That's from 1970s. The Beach Boys, Shoegaze, 1970. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, uh, we heard... Well, we, we didn't hear it. Well, we didn't Beach hear it, no. We might have heard a bit of Beach Boys, the wrong song. But yeah. then I quickly cut into some new order, some new... and that prompted the caller. Yeah. Then we heard Ceremony by New Order, um, who when this uh, when that record was released, the one I have right here, right here in my hand, um, they were basically still Joy Division. In fact, it says on the record Joy Division, uh, although it's a New Order album. And uh, Joy Division were influences because of their rich, layered production, as well as mopey subject matter and their use of distortion. And Roger, again, we are doing a show on shoegaze, shoegaze rock and roll, and we played a New Order track right there. It was 4.37, or quite long. How long should a song be? Because usually, in your 25 other appearances <laughs> on the Nardwar show, you've a lot of times played punk rock, haven't you? A lot yeah, of punk rock. A lot of punk. And punk rock is kind of short. short and quick so to how the point. long should a song be? Because New Order sometimes is lengthy. Lengthy, yeah. Uh, I 
I think I actually heard on the radio once that there was scientifically a perfect length to a song. But any good shoegaze song goes on for at least seven minutes. I think Wesley Willis said every song should be like two minute 25. So yeah. that's a scientific <laughs> acknowledgement that we need. Right. Wesley Willis. But we have here Roger Allen doing the history. It's the history <laughs> of shoegaze rock and roll. And we began hopefully kind of well, not sort of, with the Beach Boys. The Beach we Boys. had New Order. And now who do we have? having the often underrated and almost never mentioned the teardrop explodes with east of the equator on the nardwar the human serviette radio show
everyone, you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Roger Allen. Roger, what did we hear and how does this differ from the 25 different shows that you've done on my show, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette <laughs> Radio Show? Because you were commenting that this probably is the first time we have played this slow track yeah. on the Nardwar show. It's not the typical drive home show time. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. That it's, you would play the song. We usually play a lot of sports oriented music, and then today I think we're playing stuff that's a little more dreamy and slow. Sports like Black Flag, like <laughs> a lot of excitement. Yeah, pump, you know, fist pumping music, whereas this is. Is uh, it's more like lying down. Although the music is very uh, mellow, the the mood of the room that we're in right now is is definitely not. What did we just hear from the top? We heard some teardrop explodes, and I know Julian Cope was in that band, and he did an amazing book on Japanese rock and roll, Japan rock. Yeah, well, yeah, the, that first song was called "East of the Equator," and the teardrop explodes. They're from Liverpool, which isn't that far from Manchester where most of the uh, bands we think of as being uh, shoegaze, they, that's where they came from. Um, that record came out as right about the same time as Joy Division's Close, Closer, and you can, hear the, you can definitely hear the similarities. And uh, The Teardrop Explodes, The Cure, The Jesus and the Mary Chain, they were all building on what Susie and the Banshees started and Ride and My Bloody Valentine. They were building on what these early goth bands were doing with guitar effects and basically band image. If it wasn't for the success of bands like Jesus and the Mary Chain, um, their early singles, Creation Records probably wouldn't have been around to sign those later shoegaze bands, and uh, we wouldn't maybe have that genre. And if you want to know more about what I'm saying right now, go see uh, the film Beautiful Noise, and they'll tell you all about it. And also check out the Nardwar Twitter feed, <laughs> at yes. Nardwar. We are tweeting out pictures. We have a picture of a teardrop explodes 45 that I'm going to tweet out that we played. Or we, we didn't play this particular release. But I said, still live at CITR with guest DJ... Roger Allen. Doing a show on shoegaze influences. Is it true? Is it true what I'm saying there? Yes. Or, you know, is that true? Yeah, I just I just explained why it's true, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want to lump the term shoegaze when it was unnecessary to lump the term yeah. shoegaze. Because well, as you were saying, a lot of people don't like that term. Yeah, and, she, and, that, and that expression hadn't been coined yet when, say, these bands were were playing but yeah it was they were influencing you know uh kevin shields and that kind of thing what what did you say the singer in uh teardrop explodes what's his name julian cope have you seen you know you've seen images of him and stuff he was another dude who was in black leather and mopey and and uh he, he you know you put him and uh jesus and the mary chain the cure all those guys together in a room you wouldn't be able to tell who's who so check out the Nardwar Twitter feed for an actual photo of a Teardrop Explodes record, yes. which we did not play. We didn't play that particular one, no. And it's again me, Nardwar, with guest DJ... Crooked Walker. Roger Allen. And Roger, what did we hear before Teardrop... Or after Teardrop after that, Explodes? After that, I do have it here. It's like a flexi for Bauhaus, a god, is, a god in an alcove, and uh, pretty much basically mimicking what I had said just... just seconds ago, uh, Bauhaus were pioneer, basically did pioneer the goth look and sound, and they were ushering fans from poppy new wave into a gloomier, mercurier music, which uh, another characteristic that uh, shoegaze 
picked up on is this swirling murk of sort of guitar distortion in that. You know, all these bands before them, you know, you could go back as far as Jimi Hendrix and, and his use of uh, putting the guitar near the speaker and, and cre using it as a different instrument, creating different sounds and layering those sounds. Phil Spector layering sounds of music. That's what all these uh, these influences were doing and becoming, and each genre builds on the last, and Britain has about a billion genres, and shoegaze was one of them. So we heard some Julian Cope, Teardrop Explodes. Then we heard... Then we heard Cockatoo Twins. I can never say that word. Cockatoo. Is it my saying it? Cockatoo Twins. Uh, Cherry-colored funk. And Elizabeth Fraser, she used her voice like an instrument. And Robin Guthrie's wall of effects-driven guitar created a dreamy, hazy, swirling syrup, which would prove to be hugely influential in the transition of the genre from dream pop to shoegaze. And I have a, a New Musical Express sort of sampler record here that has that track on it. And, uh, yeah, everybody... I mean, Cockatoo Twins are probably the biggest influence, I would say, most bands... I love that you call them the cockatoo how do you, twins. How do you say that word? I think the cockatoo twins. Cock but I've never played them on my show. <laughs> this is a first. Yeah. This is the first time in 31 years that I've played the cockatoo, cockatoo. twins. And I love calling them the cockatoo, cockatoo twins. Cockatoo, like the I bird, think, yeah. yeah, I think if there's any reason to play them, it's because they are called the cockatoo twins. So we heard them. But what are we also hearing there? Because there were three songs from the top. We heard some teardrop Explodes, Cockatoo Twins, yeah. which we end with, and what else we hear in there? In the middle, we heard Bauhaus, a god in the alcove. For Bauhaus, I want to mention, I interviewed Peter Murphy, yeah. and you can check that interview out at nardwar.com, but also a spin-off of his band, Pop Tones, are actually playing this Sunday oh. at the rickshaw, well, of his band, featuring of, you know, Bauhaus, featuring Daniel Ash, then Kevin Haskins, and Diva as well. And they're going to perform classic songs from Tones on Tail, Love and Rockets, and Bauhaus with the band Automatic. And Diva is in the band Automatic. And I met him at Coachella. Wow. When the mother of the automatic diva ran up to me and said, my band, my daughter's band is kind of like the band. Um, actually, I think she mentioned suicide, which was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is pretty cool. And I was right. like, oh, have you heard of the screamers? So it's amazing. So check them out if you want to. This Sunday night at the rickshaw, it's called Pop Tones, the band featuring Daniel Ash, Kevin Haskins and Diva performing all those tunes and automatic as well opening up wow i think your interview with peter murphy that's how i found out that he was actually the maxell cassettes guy he's the guy in the chair when the wind blows the glasses or not the wind the sound of the stereo yes i did not know that but yeah. he was actually the guy yeah when people bought cassettes you would go to the store and see some maxell did you buy have you bought Peter Murphy's image? Before? I have, yeah. I've I had a thousand Maxell cassettes, yeah, and he's he's the guy on the uh, image. He's the iconic Maxell guy. So if you see that guy in a chair, he's kind of kind of getting windswept in a chair, isn't he? I think it's it's supposed to be the the clarity and sound of the cassette, which is BS. Ba boom, <laughs> and of course Roger Allen is live on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, doing history kind of of shoegaze and what we have <laughs> coming up right now. Up next, we have Loop with Soundhead. And is that 
gonna you are delivering this song, aren't you? Yourself or is it gonna yeah. be on Yeah, okay. <laughs> and right. oh and this is guest DJ Roger Cricket Walker.
and you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Roger Allen. <laughs> and what are we doing today, Roger? In case people are wondering, right? We're having a panic attack in the sound booth playing shoegaze music. You are usually on an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show giving me lots of punk information, but today it's shoegaze. It's shoegaze, yeah. But I would say, Roger, thank you very much for hooking me up with Glenn E. Friedman. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> because through your hookups with right. Glenn E. Friedman, I was able to interview... Is it DMC? DMC, everyone. DMC, thank you. Because yeah. he is a great punk photographer who yeah. also takes photos of hip-hop legends. Yeah, skateboarders, hip-hop. He's done it all. And it was through you, Roger, thank you, yeah. who hooked me up with Glenn E. Friedman. And today, also, a shout-out to CITR, who might be doing some power testing. Someone <laughs> is doing some power testing at CITR, and that's very punk rock, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the power going out at any second, they're, they're going to shut the show down. And just to continue on that um, sort of theme. I'm not trying to sabotage this show <laughs> of shoegaze, but I did kind of. Well, I'll let you. Well, a little. Let's start with actually. I did. Let's start with sabotation. The okay. sabotation. What did I sabotage? I said, oh, this sounds like a girl. But really, I played that <laughs> 45. Yeah, that clued me out. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that was a very upbeat version of uh, a Spectrum song. From the beginning, the first song we played was Loop with Soundhead, and they're often compared to the Jesus and Mary Chain and Spaceman through, three, through, and Loop created noisy, pedal-driven, sad, psychedelic soundscapes. And then, speaking of that, we heard, we heard Spectrum, kind of, with Take Me Away, and uh, Spaceman 3 are often referred to as the godfathers of shoegaze, and Spectrum is one half of Spaceman 3, so I thought I would play that. And, and we did hear the 45 version. Heard the, yeah, we heard, we the, heard it as 45, and to me it sounded amazing. Yeah, it didn't sound but bad. But it's a bit different. <laughs> and you said that record is actually worth 400 bucks in its present state, and I got my grubby mitts all over it. But the original record is worth an awful lot, isn't it? Yeah, I, I could be off on that number, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a collector's record for sure. And I notice also they were released on Tang Records in North America. Oh, really? Tang Records, I didn't know the that. home of Gangrene, DYS, yeah, Jerry's Kids, Slapshot, SSP <laughs> Control. Oh, I didn't know that. So how did Spectrum or fit in? or Spaceman Three fit in with the scene when they were around? Uh, that scene, I wouldn't I wouldn't have think. I wouldn't have thinked. I wouldn't have thought they would have fit in at all with that. Although, Sonic Boom, I'm not sure Sonic Boom is in spec. No, he's not. I'm not sure. Maybe phone in and let me know. But Sonic Boom of Spaceman 3, he's a, he's a great um, interview. If you see any interviews with him, uh, they're awesome, and he's, he's very punk rock. So we heard Loop, who also covered Suicide from 1987. We heard some Spectrum, and then what we hear? Some Ride! And we heard, oh, this, is, this requires speaking. In 1992, I started hanging out with a group of skateboarders from Tawasin, a neighboring town from where I grew up. Musically, I was used to hard rock, punk, rap, and metal. Rebellion. At these new parties, I quickly noticed a much different vibe. The stereo's music lulled the dreadlocked suburbanites into a trance-like state. There was dancing and no threat of violence, which was all new for me. After a few weeks, I knew some of the names of these English bands coming from their home stereo. Verve, Ride, My Bloody Valentine, Spiritualized. These were groups I hadn't heard before, but I quickly found myself staring at through the glass wall cabinets at record stores in Vancouver like Odyssey and Track. 
The import CD single was a new format, and I like getting the limited art and B-sides that came with these types of releases. The first CD single I bought was Ride's self-titled single, and here it is right here in my hand facing the microphone. But that particular song we heard was Ride, Leave Them All Behind, and I have sort of a rare Spanish-only promo release that we actually just played. And Ride were one of the first bands to actually be called Shoegaze, although it's hard to find any band that admits to being part of that scene. Ride were very much a space rock band with sort of a drug-induced sound, and they had clear vocals, which was kind of unusual. They changed their styles many times over the lifespan, losing fans with every new release. But I did speak through uh, the Internet with uh, Andy Bell. I asked him about Ride's early album art, and he had this to say. As school kids, we were influenced by the Smiths' record sleeves, and then later, when the band was going but hadn't released anything yet, the Stone Roses came out with brilliantly themed series of art on their sleeves. We wanted to emulate both and also had a general respect for the label 4AD for having an aesthetic across all its releases. Yes, we were young when we were formed, but we were nonetheless pretty sure about what we wanted to do visually. And when we saw, and we saw that as a big part of the band's identity. Ride had, uh, yeah, that's where he ended. <laughs> Was it hard to get a hold of Andy from Ride? That's amazing, Roger. For the Nerdware show, yeah. for my show. Uh, I spoke. I spoke um, through a bunch of like PR people, and uh, eventually was able to connect with him, and and the rest of the band as well uh, had a few things to say. Um, for instance, Steve Steve Quarrel uh, has a big uh, has a big uh, sort of obsession with Madonna. Ride's first cassette single were all Madonna covers, and apparently he has a Madonna sticker on his bass every time they play. And Andy also, Andy Bell, produced the amazing Most from Sweden. They're a great, great band, the Most from Sweden. So thank you, Andy. Thank you, Ride, for getting back to you, Roger, who comes out today. And again, this is guest DJ Roger Allen. Crooked Walker on the Nardwar, the Human Survey at Radio Show, doing the history of Shoegates. And we've been tweeting out some pictures. Right. I made a slight mistake. <laughs> I tweeted out a picture and actually got it without some explanation. Yeah. And Kelly... Um, responded, uh, who is this for? Yeah. Um, and that was a picture of what? What did we tweet out there? It was, a, it was a, the Bauhaus uh, flexi-disc, I believe. What is the background on that record? The the background on the actual physical record? No, just what is, <laughs> yeah, where did you get that? How does that fit in? Uh, well, that fits in basically with uh, those early goth bands and their textural use of music and layering sounds and building upon what Susie and the Banshees had done, who had was building upon maybe what Jimi Hendrix had done, and creating uh, music that was not happy. It was basically sort of sad music and gloomy music, which is what one of the, you know, the guitar, all of these music, um, all the bands I'm talking about are all heavy guitar effects-driven bands. And Michael also tweeted in, Michael said, shoegaze, doot doot, is what the actual name of the genre should be. Or doot gaze. Doot gaze, that's Dude cool. gaze. Yeah. So thank you again, Michael, for tweeting in to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. And what do we have all queued up right now for you to play? The leaves, leaves, the cranes with leaves of summer. On the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show with guest DJ Roger Allen. Roger Allen.
And you're still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And what are we doing today? Guest DJ Roger Allen, Crooked Walker. What are we doing today? We're playing shoegaze music on a sort of gray day at UBC. And what are we playing in respect of, like, what did we hear? Yeah, we heard from the top, I think we heard, um, we're, we're kind of just doing this freestyle, really, so it's it's not easy for me to remember what we played. But I think we played some cranes. <laughs> we heard cranes with Leaves of Summer, and they were label mates with Chapter House. And that gets me confused with Chapter House, and I think of Spring House, who are an amazing band, led by Jack Rabbit, who did the big takeover zine. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I always, when you said the cranes were label mates with Chapter House, I thought you meant Spring House. Right. But there are quite a few of those names, aren't there? The Onion Chapter House. House. Onion from Victoria. Yeah. And actually, speaking of which, we are playing a lot of Canadian shoegaze rock, are we? No, I, I wanted to, I know shoegaze has been um, reborn in the last few years, and there are definitely Canadian bands, but I wanted to, I didn't want to do, um, 50 years of uh, shooting his music. So. But one of the people we wanted to shout out was Brady from the band Kid Champion. They were a local band in Vancouver right. in the 90s, who I hate to say, well, maybe they weren't, but they would possibly fit under this genre, wouldn't they? Kid yeah. Champion. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Brady would agree, but I they, I mean, they had, they had similarities and... and uh, and I think Brady was was a, was interested in the genre for sure. He was a fan, and unfortunately, he ran a record store that recently closed in Vancouver. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, uh, Selectors Records is now closed. I don't know why, but it's not there anymore. And you also wanted to mention Roger American shoegaze. <laughs> yeah, well, um, some American there, shoegaze. There was Amer- there was some American shoegaze, like um, this magazine I'm holding up to the microphone that has a story with uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. And also, you can't deny that uh, grunge was happening right around the same time. And what were they famous for? Distorted guitars. I love the tidbits that you bring in, Roger. We've been tweeting a few of them out. But as an actual magazine. Action, yeah, interview magazine from inter- 1993. That you've kept in the Roger Lair. <laughs> yes. in my. Where do you keep everything? <laughs> How did you know that there was a Smashing Pumpkins article in there? I just start going through things with uh, a mission in mind to find things. Uh, Something I'm looking for. And I love that you bring them out to CITR to show to the people <laughs> on the radio. That is amazing. Yeah. But if people have been following that Nardwar Twitter, we've been trying to tweet out a few of the records yeah. that you've brought out to CITR. And speaking of grunge, you learned recently that grunge was actually started by... Oh, by... Uh... East, East Van Halen. East Van yeah. Halen in a yeah. podcast. Damien Arbian. Yeah, from Damien Slope. Abraham. Turned out a punk from Toronto. He does an amazing podcast, and he interviewed Tom from Slow, yeah. who said probably East Van Halen started grunge. Yeah, because they combined punk with rock. And you did a show on grunge on grunge. the Nardwar show. That's true. Thank you for teaching me and the listeners about right. grunge, but we didn't include the actual no. forefathers. I don't know of if grunge. East Van Halen do they have a rec? Do they have any recorded albums or anything? I don't think they do. Do they? Some of the guys. I think we're in No Exit, who yeah. is one of the most collectible Canadian records of all time. Right, yeah, but I don't have. But that I don't think <laughs> it, it, uh, I don't think East Van Halen did any records. No. Although Benny from East Van Halen later was in a, a 
Kiss tribute band called Black Diamond. Oh, really? That's a good the only name. officially sanctioned Kiss tribute band, Black Diamond. Really? So they got the seal of approval from Gene Simmons. And again, you were watching. Well, you were listening <laughs> to the Nerdwar. I the assume we're being Serviette watched. Ra- yeah, we are being watched with special guest DJ Crooked Walker. Crooked Walker. So we heard the Cranes. Then we heard some Primal Scream. Primal Scream. <laughs> primal Scream with Higher Than the Sun that, that created such an incredible electric uh, atmosphere in uh, in this little booth here as me and Nardwar stared at the record wondering, is it playing at the right speed? And it was, so we were very happy. In 1991, that record came out and it featured... And, and at the same time, um, in 1991, the Slough Festival happened, often referred to as the Shoegaze Woodstock, where Ride, Curve, Slow Dive, and Revolver played. Bobby Gillespie watched from backstage, knowing his contribution to the genre was about to be released. A dark, dancey ode to drugs. No doubt influenced by his time playing with the Jesus and Mary Chain. And I have here a magazine which talks about that particular record at that time, and it says... Iggy and the Stooges, Prodigy, ZZ Top, after reading Noam Chomsky and being bitten by a rabbit wildebeest. And that's a review of Primal Scream. Primal Scream. Which was produced partly by uh, Kevin Shields of My Bloody Valentine. And Primal Scream also sampled Out of the Blue. Oh, did they? For the song Kill All the um, Hippies. And Out of the Blue was a movie shot in Vancouver with the Pointed Sticks. So they sampled, and Dennis Hopper. So uh, the Primal Scream sampled a classic Vancouver shot movie, Out of the Blue with the Pointed Sticks, who you can see doing Somebody's Mom live on YouTube right now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Wasn't wasn't, uh, one of the members of the Sex Pistols in that? Movie as that well? was the other movie shot in Vancouver, Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous oh, Stains, right. yeah, yeah. that actually was written by Nancy Dowd, who also wrote Slapshot. Yes, oh, right. <laughs> she wrote Slapshot and Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. And Primal Scream sampled Kill All the Hippies, as you correctly pointed out, written by or directed by Dennis Hopper. And then what did we hear also after Primal Scream? Then, you know, we can't talk about shoegaze without playing My Bloody Valentine. Um, uh, they're just, My Bloody Valentine's uh, disorienting, ethereal, I can't say that word, ethereal, 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 <laughs> Kevin Shields didn't rely on pedals to create the sound of Loveless and instead spent years figuring out how to use his guitar's customized tremolo arm to bend chords and run it through samplers. Loveless is often placed among the greatest albums ever made. And Travis of Buddyhead Fanzine in Los Angeles. Again, thank you also for that Pop Smear magazine that you brought out to CITR. Because speaking of fanzines, Pop Smear was great. And also Buddyhead was, I don't think they actually did, they were like an online zine. But Travis of Buddyhead knows all about My Bloody Valentine. And if Travis likes a band, mm-hmm. you know it's got to be good. So he influenced me on My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> right. Uh, up next, we're going to hear Spiritualized with Run. On the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. With guest DJ Roger Allen. Crooked Walker Showcase. <laughs> Thank you. 
And you're still listening to the Nerdwar to Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ... Roger Allen. Roger Allen. What have we been doing today, Roger? I'm trying to play shoegaze music. And some people <laughs> have disputed. Yeah. What did they dispute? What did they dispute? Dis- well, primal well, Scream. Well, one person disputed Primal Scream. <laughs> yeah, but well, I'm not going to argue with everybody on the internet. Uh, what is the difference? Like, is Primal Scream shoegaze? It is, yeah. They've used layered guitars and... If, if, in, um, it's dreamy, drug-induced uh, music, for sure. Hot Lunch actually said, I hate to be that guy, but that's not shoegaze. <laughs> but then later he tweeted, here's looking at you, at you, kid. So some great feedback as well. And also, this was never that tweeted, did you know today is the 38th anniversary of Ian Curtis's passing? I Yeah, I didn't know that, no. That's is it his birthday or is passing away? I think he actually committed suicide on the eve of his North American tour. And actually, Grant from Zulu Records saw Joy Division in England just the night before they were supposed to come to Vancouver and play their tour in North America. I don't know if the Vancouver was the first state, like the Clash was the first state of their first North American tour, but still, like. Grant actually saw them in England. That's amazing. Before he actually committed suicide. Yeah. So thank you for reminding us this was never that. So what did we hear right now? What did we hear right then? We started that. We heard uh, Spiritualized with uh, Run, and uh, that's an intergalactic reverb-doused narcotic rock uh, song. And uh, Spiritualized were sort of a more tough um, version of shoegaze, for lack of a better word. Um, shoegaze bands were really getting pounded by the press for being like mopey and super timid. And Jason Pierce uh, sort of made it cool, both in the, Im- both in his image and sort of the style of the music. And after that, we heard Slow Dive with uh, Suvulaki Space Station. And that song title uh, apparently was taken from a jerky boy's prank call, which is I'm not sure what to think about that. Uh, they put out a CD in the 90s of, like, prank phone calls, the Jerky Boys. Yeah, but but it just uh, I wouldn't name my album after that. But to put it simply, uh, Slow Dive's breakthrough came through when they were watching My Bloody Valentine. They figured out Kevin Shields' um, tuning structure and then added a lot of reverb to it to create their own sound. They took a bit of cure and a bit of ride for the vocals and uh, created their own album, their own music, their own time, their own place. And what are we not going to get to? The lilies. <laughs> That's a big question. Yeah, the lilies. Um, yeah, sure. The lilies. We're not going to play them because, like you said earlier, all these songs are really long and we just don't have time to, to play it. But they're on Slumberland. Slumberland. Some of the early stuff was on Slumberland Records and they were American shoegaze. So there was some American shoegaze we were going to yeah. play. And apparently um, uh, Kurt Hazel, Hazel of... Um, of the Lilies, but had a bit of a rivalry with My Bloody Valentine as he uh, wrote, apparently, that he could have written My Bloody Valentine's record in his sleep and he had no respect for it. We also are not going to hear some Sonic Youth, right? You wanted to play some Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth, yeah, they were big influences, much like Dinosaur Jr. and other American bands like Husker Du, Husker du and that for their, uh, their use, again, of uh, turning the guitar into something that could, be, could make more noise than just what you would normally associate with a guitar. And speaking of Ian Curtis, shout out as well to 
Glenn Branca, rest in peace, Glenn Branca, who heavily influenced Sonic Youth because he passed away as well just recently. Glenn Branca and Kim Gordon, ex of Sonic Youth, graduated this past weekend from Emily Carr. She was given a graduation degree, an honorary degree. I had no idea. I didn't know that. A doctorate. Kim Gordon got a doctorate. From Emily Carr. Did she go to school there? No, they decided <laughs> to give her a doctorate. I went to Emily Carr. I didn't see Kim Gordon there. But that's amazing. Kimberly, yeah. uh, Kim, Kimberly Carr. Yeah. Emily Carr. Sonic Youth. Thank you so much again, Roger, for bringing in all these shoegaze-related, shoegazi-related <laughs> records. <laughs> Hashtag Amy What are we going to play right now to end the show? We're going to play the Mighty Lemon Drops. And how do they fit in exactly? I'm not sure. Well, why did you bring them? Out? Why did you bring them out? I brought them out because they are another band of the era of um, uh, what we were playing earlier, like uh, Cure and um, New Order and Joy Division and all that other stuff, where they were creating a, a sadder version of pop music, which is what Shoegaze went on to essentially be: it was a mopey, sad, um, guitar-driven, drug-inducting music. Why should people care about showgaze? Why should people care, Roger? Is inducting a word? I don't think so. Uh, I think people get like inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, except it <laughs> works for me. It works. I think you shouldn't, maybe, it's not cool to say you care about shoegaze because you ask anybody about it and they deny being a part of it. So only listen to it when no one's around. And here we go with the Mighty Lemon Drops on CITR with guest DJ Crooked Walker and Doo Doo Loot Doo. Doo Doo.